The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply where we live. And considering that I was sitting here when a man and his shopping cart drove past in mismatched pajamas and a COVID mask. Yeah, that happened. Huh. Down the street. Down right here. You missed it. Oh, she should have got here earlier. I know, right? Missed all the good stuff. You missed samurai moments. You missed COVID shopping cart van. COVID shopping cart, man. That's uh, that's good. Yep. Sound check is good. Sound check is good. Welcome you to Porch Talk. Welcome everybody. Uh, this is Porch Talk, and we're on a porch. I got Lauren <laughs> here with me. Back again. And uh, golly, I, I never felt like this podcast name was worse. Yes. I, I'm renaming the show to AC Talk. Well, Alan is such a generous host that he let me put my fan on me while he dies in the heat. So it's a uh, it's hot boy summer. I'm out here in the sauna trying to lose some weight. I get it. I get. It. You're trying to make weight right now. You're, yeah, I'm, you're yeah. like the boys that are you know sitting in the sauna at, at uh-huh. the gym right now. I feel you. I feel uh-huh. you. You're just a gracious host doing that with me. I'm trying to make weight too. I get it. I'm uh I'm big on that. I had a dream that uh, I had started training at Relentless, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, like I hadn't been training long at all, like not even a belt of any caliber, and they was like, I think you're ready to fight. <laughs> and uh, you know, the dream progressed, and yeah. it just, the whole, I woke up and I, was, I started to like text Jake, and I was like, check this out, I hope this ain't real. No. <laughs> I, ironically, I listened to you and Wesley's up last night, and then I had a dream about the podcast, and it was you and Wes in the dream, but the part of Jake's was played by someone else in my past, and I was just like, this is so surreal, and I was like, following y'all on like a podcast like tour, and like popping up and being a fan and like bringing y'all like baked goods and things and it was very bizarre i gotta tell you uh shout out to you and i'm i'm glad uh glad i invited you on the show glad i met you uh you have changed the numbers for porch talk really the females are on board now got more female listeners and uh just listeners in general and uh when i go back and look at the the data congrats 
thank you. I do, I've had some people reach out that said that they listened that I haven't talked to in years, and I was like, well, thank you for the support. I appreciate it. Made me feel good, but, you know, you never yeah. know. So uh, I hope you like being on Porch Talk. I love being on Porch Talk, so, you know, do what you do, Alan. Yeah. I'm uh, always here for a good time. And I've, I've been working hard, guys. I went from uh, doing two episodes a week, and I'm sure some of you noticed that I've been trying. I've been uh, – I doubled – and a half i've uh, been doing five episodes a week holy crap yeah and so this will be week two of doing that and that's for people who reached out and was like i'd like more content if you could do it and these are as if you don't have a ton of content already yeah, so that's like, a dedicated fan right there yeah, check the catalog boys but yeah. uh and girls yeah and now <laughs> girls thank you yeah but uh yeah there's a lot for you to go back on and there's a lot of hidden gems and one thing i've gonna do a better job on the socials is uh going back and pulling some of those old interviews back up and was like hey if you're new here uh this was us four years ago yeah true yeah because i've listened to some all over the gambit and uh content's there it's always good always a good time yeah it's a party uh i want to reach out to y'all since it is summertime uh porch talk all one word manscape.com i just trimmed up my beard today and uh it looks nice i'm gonna tell you i don't know what you heathens are doing if you don't have manscape so uh i got the performance package i highly recommend that and i'm wearing the underwear right now and it's a lot better than you know what you'll get at the store with the elastic bands uh and we're outside it's hot but uh this underwear is comfortable and it does its job and that's all i'm gonna say uh the grooming the lawnmower everything is great so uh this is your favorite underwear model telling you about it manscape.com promo code porch talk get yourself something nice or get your get your man or your significant other something nice it's it's good stuff I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I see, I see it on you right now—the confidence and the, and the manscaping. I mean, it's one hundred. This, so this I, beard looks great. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Ginger King. Thank you, Manscaped. I Thank wanted to get you. that out there because uh, apparently the promo code still works, and I have failed for many episodes to not even mention it. Guys, you better get on this yeah, right help, now. Help a brother out. And if my promo code don't work, use the one uh, from my friend Mike Rainey. Uh, use Bat Bird, all one word. Just use yours. Yeah, either one. I don't care. But enough about Manscaped. Uh, speaking of the West episode, a lot of these episodes of, you know, I was there for it. Mm-hmm. And then post production, I listened to it again, typically, adding the music. But that was an episode that I actually went back and listened to after it was over because I had it was such a good conversation. It was deep. Like uh, I feel like y'all got uh, a little more highbrow than you're used to on. Definitely, man up. But uh, yours too. I mean, y'all went political. Y'all went a little bit into the weeds on like growing up in the Middle East and what it was like to travel and kind of like off-road it. It was a good up. I mean, I was digging it. I listened to it last night and I text Wesley earlier actually and was like, oh my God. Uh, I sent him a picture from when I did study abroad in Italy and I was like, look at this toilet. It was a <laughs> hole in the ground. And I was like, me too. I was like, I was not yeah. prepared at all. It was the first night I was there. We went out and it was literally a hole in the ground, uh-huh. and I was like, what do I do with this? 
Yeah. Like, what do I do with this? It's a porcelain hole in the ground. And they were like, well, that's the bathroom. And I was like, but is this the men's bathroom? They're like, no, this is both bathrooms. And I was like, but what do I do? And they were like, what do you mean? Uh, Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't think we're understanding the same things right now. And so I was scared to death that that was going to be my entire summer. Thank God it wasn't. It was just kind of like your your bar and restaurant experience at some places. But thank God the place that I lived wasn't like that. And it was like basically real world Italy there. But it was, I mean, it was a great time. But I was not prepared for that initial first night and seeing that porcelain hole in the ground. After that episode dropped, a friend of mine, shout out to you, Dave. Uh, but uh, he takes me next day, just two words, wet wipes. And I was like, you listen to the content. And he said, you you, you could not be any more spot on with that synopsis. He says, like, I don't care if I'm not leaving the country. I don't care where I'm go- That is in the backpack. That's on the carry-on. Wet wipes. When Wes said that he went 47, I think it was, days without a shower. Yeah. Like... I physically died. And I'm not somebody that has to have a shower every day. I think that it's kind of like not good for your skin. I'm kind of crunchy and I think it's not good for your skin to have a shower every day. And like your like biome and everything. But to go 47 days, that's like that show alone where they basically go out into the wilderness and they exist <laughs> until they get picked up. Like I can't fathom that. Uh-huh. And I mean, thank God their heads are shaved for the most part. Right, but Lord, yeah, I'm with I'm with that dude. I'm just like uh, I just got off. I use a uh, native brand deodorant now. Oh, like same. And the reason for that was like it's hard to find a deodorant that doesn't have aluminum, and that's like they're finding that links to oh mental, bre- mental problems down the road. But also breast cancer all, for women, Alzheimer's, dementia, and even yes. cancer. And so I advocated that for a while on the show, and I had people reach out, and it's like, dude, I, I tried Native, and it, it broke me out in the hives, and I was okay, like, Okay, well, and I'll tell you why. you got to go through it. you got to keep... No, I'll tell you why. Why? Baking soda. It's the baking soda in it. So it does... Oh. It's not hives. It's a yeast infection underneath your armpits. Oh. So you have to not only go aluminum-free, you have to go baking soda-free, because so many people have a reaction to both. So you have to go arrowroot powder, which is the sensitive version of so many of them. So I can't get anything unless it's both aluminum-free and baking soda-free, because it will screw you up big time. And it's not hives, it's a yeast infection. Boom. Boom. Dropping some knowledge out there. Dropping knowledge, science. Yeah. Same, though. And you have to... It's basically your body detoxing from chemicals. And that's that's another thing I was telling them. It's like, dude, like, put it on. If you break out, like, I know it's going to suck, dude. Nobody wants to be that stinky guy. But I was like, maybe just go a couple days just without deodorant. Oh, now I can go completely without it if I need to. I can, too. Yeah. And, um... And another big thing, like when it comes to shower, I'm kind of the same way now. It being summertime, and it like it, it was a long time for me to learn this. I used to be a shower in the morning guy, but now I like to do it uh, before bed. Oh yeah. But uh, I'm big on uh, active charcoal, the soap that we make at Monson and Brothers. I don't use, you know, the the dial or anything oh, yeah. like. That. And when it comes to shampoo, it's like, dude. Uh, I use a lot of the oil from Munson's once again because it has a hoba and like yeah. uh, all that. I use Dr. Bronner's Castile soap for pretty much everything. Wash my hair, wash my face. Shampoo ain't good for your it. hair. It ain't oh, good. No. It's not good for your scalp. And that dude, like, I remember I had a I had a run in with deodorant or deodorant uh, dandruff, mm-hmm. 
and so I went and got some Head and Shoulders because I mean that's the commercial, right? And it made oh, it, it it made it worse. Yeah, it's poison. Yeah, apple cider vinegar, uh, Castile soap, anything with like peppermint essential oil, all that will basically tea tree oil that clears like all the fungus from your body from your scalp i dealt with like uh they call it dough spots which are like little spots on you that are i forget tenicular vesicle i I can't think of the scientific name but their off-brand name is dough spots and it's little light spots on your skin and they say to put salsam blue on it well no that didn't help because i'm kind of crunchy and so the only thing that helped was like tea tree oil apple cider vinegar all those like natural solutions because the other ones didn't work yeah at all and i think that's because i'm kind of crunchy but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's crunchy. Like, uh, and the first time I heard that term was hanging out around Jake. I had never heard like people be described that way. I think of him as the least crunchy because no. all he eats is sugar and. No, no, no. It's not like he wasn't just. He wasn't saying that he was crunchy. He was like telling me what it meant, and I was like, Oh. I, I never, never heard that term. I feel like me and you are the crunchiest out of that whole group. Probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Like, I guarantee you, Tyler has never once considered any of these things. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Shout out, dude. Wesley would be maybe the closest to us, but Tyler and then Jake, not at all. I mean, I remember early days of going on Man Up, and that was my immediate thoughts. Like, Tyler is like the funny one and obnoxious in all the in all the right ways. Like, I love. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Jake is Jake is the host, and he's also driving the conversation. And then, the way I describe the show to people was Wes is the voice of reason. And then I finally had a chance to have him on my show. And then like that was some of the react is like what you said about Wes is spot on, dude. He's deep, and I was like, I love it when he gets a chance to talk because he's honestly you and him are honestly my favorites because it's easy for Jake to be the star, and it's easy for Tyler to be the heel. But when you and Wes get a chance to talk, and I say this every time, I sound like a broken record, but Wes is always going to say something that you weren't expecting, and you're always going to say something that's, like, funny underneath the surface, that if you're not paying attention, you think that you're just crazy, like... If you're if you don't understand your brand of humor, you seem insane. And when you see the shorts, you see Jake's face, and he's also wondering if you're insane. But mm-hmm. if you've like sat down with you, you realize that's just part of your bit, and it's hilarious to me as somebody who knows you. But like before I even knew you, it was hilarious because you you're thinking the same thing that Jake does. You're like, is this a bit or is this him? I can't tell which is part of the excitement. But at the same time, you're like, I'm not sure. And to watch Tyler inevitably melt down when y'all are talking about something that's too, I don't want to say intellectual because he's smart, but just like something he doesn't deem exciting. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, granted, like Tyler, like I think everyone that sits at, sits at that table is a lot smarter than you think. Oh, yeah, but for sure. Tyler, like. Everybody has their part to play, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, a part of a bit. Yeah. I mean, and I wish Wes would lean into his more because he's the only one I feel like that gets shadowed the most. But, yeah, everybody has their part to play. Yeah, I missed you last Sunday. We had uh, Phil. That was the first time I'd met him. Yes, I Re- love Re- Phil. Really, really hit it off with that I guy. I call him Philium. 
And I, I think, like, Jake was right in his synopsis. He was like, I've been wanting to bring Phil on for a while, but I don't think him and Tyler would get along well. Like, I could see that. When it comes to, like, conversation. Yeah, like, I could see that. Hanging out, yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but like, debate, no, I couldn't, yeah. Because yeah. Phil is, I call him the scary dad at the gym, and Mo's yeah. going to yeah. hate this, but I always call him the mom or the stepdad of the gym. I call Jake the daddy of the gym. Phil is the scary dad. Because he's the least approachable, but he's actually really nice and really funny. He's just the scariest one to the kids. Like, the kids are not going to act up <laughs> when he's there. I got that vibe. At all. They love Randy. They love Mo. They love Jade. They don't really see Jake that much except to, like, come in and be everybody's good time guy. But they are like, we're not screwing up in front of Phil. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one that gives us our stripes. Like, we are going to show out in front yeah. of Phil. Like, Rivers has started crying before because she couldn't tie her belt in front of Phil and like that's the next step for the next stripe she needs to get Oh man! and she was devastated because she felt so embarrassed and she's only five she can't even tie her shoes but she wants to tie her jujitsu belt so that Phil is impressed with her enough to give her another stripe like it's so cute and it's so sad at the same time oh man yeah and that's one thing about it like uh, I've, I've been knowing Jake for over four years now uh same with uh tyler and wes and mo and like man like the more i get to know like the the people of that gym the more i want to become a part of it and like join you know i know they asked like uh the guys and i mean by guys i mean mo and phil and randy ask me to join all the time and i'm like okay first of all i'll be 36 in august second of all have you seen how intimate y'all are with one another when you're rolling around on top <laughs> of each other, crotch in face? I was like, that's just maybe not my journey. I would love to come and hang out with y'all for like mat chat after the fact. I was like, but as far as like your junk in my face, I feel like I'm probably good. Like I'm, yeah. I'm probably just good. I like to walk at the river walk. I like to do yoga. But a grown man on top of me, perhaps choking me out, is just not something I get up and I'm like, let's do that. That sounds like a super fun thing to me. Perfect segue. You and I have been talking about this, and I wanted to get your take and have okay. a little back and forth. We talked about it a little bit here on a few episodes now. By the way, dude, you look great. Like, I'm just going to say it. Man. I can tell. I can tell a difference. We're not going to get off in the weeds on that, but I can tell a difference, and you look great. Let's go back to what you were saying. I appreciate I don't know that. if it's just the manscaping or not. Been working on myself. But my man looks great, guys. Three weeks now. You look and, great. Uh, I am having a beer today, but I, I've been working. Uh, and I've, I It think, really shows. Uh, not so much sobriety, but I'm just working toward responsibility. Uh, for a period of about five years, I was drinking every day. That's why I have the gut that I do now. And so in the evenings, instead of drinking, I'm, you know, I'm playing music. I'm my reading. My man's a bear. Yeah, and doing a little exercise, and I feel better. You look great. Thank you. But Zuck and Musk. Yeah, oh, God, guys. Zuck and Musk. Okay, so Alan, my boy Alan, is in charge of content for the Man Up podcast. Shout out to the Man Up podcast. Go check it out. My boys are killing it. But he's in charge of content, and so I love to send him stuff that may be good for their content because obviously it's about jujitsu and MMA 
at the very bottom of its core, but so many other things past that. So Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk have come out with this weird dynamic where they're going to have an MMA fight. And Alan, in some bizarre world, has chosen Zuckerberg Mm -hmm. for his candidate as a winner and I'm sorry but Musk has this all day if not just by sheer size alone A. he has the willpower B. he could create an entire clone of himself to fight Zuckerberg he's our real life Iron Man he, oh my god he really is but like nerdier and grosser 100% true like 100% he is Iron Man he has a robotic dog that he walks as a real dog mm-hmm I don't know if that's common knowledge, but that is what this man has. And he has his children named after, like, code. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like a flex. I mean, I don't care what kind of flex it is. It's still a flex. And Zuck just has, like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not convinced if he's human, for one. Oh, no. Like, like he's totally an alien. He looks so, like an alien. His, okay, his baby's mother, Grimace, is actually converting herself via um, like cosmetic surgery to look like an alien. She's done scarification. She's done elf ears. She is literally said that she is so like how certain people identify as like trans. She identifies as like an alien and that is how she is modifying her body to look. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah I've I've seen of, I haven't seen pictures of her, but I, I have seen people like on those journeys. Yes, and it's 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 crazier than. And shout out to Madonna. I heard that she's in ICU oh, fighting God. an infection, but she's had a lot of plastic surgery yes. done. But and and that's what that is for some. I've, it's I've, like body dysmorphia. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, but you know, I've very liberal stance on that. Live and let live. I agree, you know. and I've technically had cosmetic surgery i've had a breast reduction which i would recommend 10 out of 10 times like it literally changed my life i've lost 50 pounds since then because it was literally a hindrance on my life my it neighbor was, had one it was horrible her back was just in my rough back shape. my ribs i couldn't stand up for more than 10 minutes of it at a time women like especially around the world third world countries and everything they wear their babies i couldn't do that like i literally couldn't do that Mm. i was so miserable all the time so i finally told my husband i said look i'm doing this and he was like you don't want to talk about it i was like there's nothing to talk about this is my body this is my choice i'm doing it it has changed my life 150 percent so i get cosmetic surgery like i get it yeah but at the same time I feel like that was for a physical reason, like a a way in which my life would improve as opposed to just an aesthetic reason. Yeah. Like, I'd, I would never go and get a BBL. I would never go and get, like, certain things that are purely cosmetic. But at the same time, do you, boo-boo. Because yep. it's not affecting me. It's not my life. Yes, a BBL is the most, literally most dangerous surgery you could have. More people die from a BBL every year than any other surgery. But if mama wants to look good with her hips and her butt, go for it. 
That's I, th- you. I think Kim had a lot to do with that culture. Oh, all of them did. Mm-hmm. Kanye's mom died from that. I didn't know that. Yes, she died from cosmetic surgery. Wow, I'm yeah. learning so much. Yeah. But uh, I mean, and I, I know a lot of people who have their their lips enhanced. Yeah, like so many of these women nowadays, Fillers. they want to look like an Instagram filter, and so you're wanting to look like something that is not physically attainable. And you say, you know, you tell these girls you want to look like something that doesn't exist, and they say, I know. Which is unfathomable to me, to especially being a mother of a 17-year-old and a 5-year-old girl. My 17-year-old, the only thing she's ever really wanted to fix was the gap in her teeth, which we finally convinced her was beautiful. But I can't imagine what my 5-year-old will think is normal in a time of AI and deep fakes. Like, what will she think is Mm -hmm. something that's acceptable to change about herself that I'll have to essentially stop her from doing to stop irreparable harm? Because you have all these people, and I I don't I don't care about transgender people, I, like as far as their decision for that. But you have a lot of people who made that decision, who regret their transition. They're they're there's uh they're very outspoken. They're detransitioning. Yes, and they irreparably harmed their body, and they cannot get that back. And what's sad about that is they get silenced on social media. It didn't fill the hole. Yeah. And, and I hate that and because that's... the suicide rate with that group of people is higher than any other type. And I can't imagine not not feeling comfortable enough in myself where I feel like an entirely different person. I can't imagine that. Like, I know that everyone has their struggle, and I'm sure that they don't feel like who they're supposed to be within themselves... But I know that going under a knife to change myself, if I felt that desperate and it didn't fill the hole, I can't imagine how desperate I would feel to get what I lost back. And and the fact that you you castrate yourself and like yeah. the idea of you ever of uh, having kids the natural way is over. Now you might could have a surrogate or you could adopt, you could go those avenues, but. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's, that's that. done, and that's like a lot of people, and unfortunately for a lot of people, since we have, especially, I think it more with women because women have more of a biological clock with a wound mm-hmm. than a guy does. I mean, just look at Robert De Niro; he's eighty oh, years God. old, and he just knocked a twenty-something-year-old up or whatever. And but anyway, like a lot of women don't find that fulfillment. Like they go down the career path, and then they find out that the career doesn't make them happy, and then the longing for birth happens for wanting to to have a family and you've waited too long as someone who experienced infertility and knew that I would experience infertility from a young age um I started trying I feel like at an appropriate age and then didn't have a child until I was two weeks shy of my 30th birthday and now I have a hysterectomy scheduled for September because being pregnant once and the mental toll that it took on me to get pregnant with that first child combined with the after effects of having a child and that mental toll, I think that some people don't have the capacity to 
survive having that happen multiple times. And I'm one of those people. Well, I mean, shout out for you saying that on the on the record. I mean, and I think so many people probably relate with that. And it was a so, tough... so so many so many women in my life uh, have dealt with infertility, and they don't talk about it. No, it's like because it's quote shameful. There's nothing shameful about no, it's, it. No, it's it's so real and it's so common. Yeah, it's so common, and I've always been probably too outspoken about it for the people who won't speak about it because I know how alone that they feel. I know how much shame they put on themselves. Did I cause this? Did the past mistakes do this? Um, is God mad at me? And like, There's so many things that aren't realistic that you put on yourself that you believe are true in different phases of it that don't make any sense to anyone but you but yet you will suffer through it because at least there's a reason there's a reason why I'm empty there's a reason why I can't have the one thing I want and so essentially I had given up we had IUI which is interuterine insemination we did it the first time it didn't work and funny, funny, I'll bring a little humor into this. They bring you the tube in there with your sperm in it, and they say, they show it to you, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, what they're doing is they're showing you the name on it so that you can confirm it. Well, they didn't tell me that. So I literally could have said yes to any name, any name whatsoever. It could have said Zuckerberg on it. I would have had no idea. So if I'd gotten pregnant with that first one, and a literal Samoan had come out of me and my white husband was standing there, I would have been like, there's been a mix-up. There's been a slight mix-up. And I wouldn't have known. I think we need to go to the, the nursery. I think mine's... Yeah, because I <laughs> nodded, sure, to that first try. So the second time when I figured out what they were doing, I said, sure. And then I wondered, did I, did I really say yes to Button or did it say anything and I didn't know? Oh, boy. Yeah. So, anyway, come to find out, I was going to New York with some friends, and I, I told my husband before I left, I said, it didn't work. I, I can feel it. It didn't work. I was so grumpy on the trip. I fell asleep everywhere we went, and I was literally the worst. These girls thought I was a miserable human being, and I was just kind of pissed off the whole time. I was like, I know I'm just going to have to go back get another negative pregnancy test and call the doctor and schedule another appointment. So I come home and I'm taking my obligatory pregnancy test and there's a faint line. And I was like, what's this? Never seen this before. Because the only other time that it happened, I read the pregnancy test wrong because I had gotten a different brand and there was two lines. This one was supposed to have a plus mark instead of just two lines. And I thought I was, and it crushed me. Oh. So I text my friend the picture, and she had had three kids at this point. And I was like, what's this? She's an expert in the field. Yeah, she was like, what's this? I was like, what's this? And she was like, if there's any line at all, you're pregnant. Well, I didn't tell my husband because I can't, I could not physically tell him that, and it'd be wrong. So I kept it to myself. I didn't tell anyone but her for days. I went to the doctor. I got a blood test. Went back, got another blood test. Got a third blood test and went out of town for work. Face sent him a, an emoji of a baby, and he was like, "Shut up." 
FaceTimed him. He was in the girls' bathroom at the Caledonia Middle School doing something for work. And that's how he found out I was pregnant with our daughter. But yeah, no, like everything <laughs> surrounding it was just traumatic. It's like uh, I had to go under the knife uh, for an ACL surgery. Oof. And it was the, the first time in my adult. I had uh, several surgeries when I was younger, you know. But I remember, uh, you know, they're, they're about to put you under, so they're already giving you medicine. And the doctor that's going to operate on you. All right, I need you to draw this marker which leg we're operating on. And I was like, you don't know? You have to know, buddy. I, I, dude, I, he, I just confirmation. I, we will know that you know and that we do the right leg. I was like, Could I'm you? already on drugs, man. Yeah, I was like, dude, you, you already, don't trust me yeah. with anything. You better go ask my mom. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I, I was like, and as I, I drew that X, and I'm like halfway freaking out. And I was like, I swear, if I wake up with a still torn ACL and they fix or enhanced or whatever term you want to use on the other one, <laughs> I'm gonna be beyond pissed. Oh, I mean, imagine... Okay, so that's what you have to deal with as a dude. Every time I've ever, 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 ever been to the doctor for literally anything. I could go in for migraines. I can go in for a paper cut. I can go in for a shard of of uh, metal in my foot. All these things I've actually been to the doctor for. When was your last menstrual cycle? Because you could be pregnant. I'm like... What does this got to do with the metal shard? What does this foot? have to do with the shard of metal in my foot? Because I'm an idiot who walks around barefoot all the time. Yeah. Like I need to know. Dude, I, I need, need to this, understand. I need this dug out a tetanus shot. I'm not talking the about the literal <laughs> first time they asked me that. I was 12 years old at my pediatrician with my father. I had the stomach virus and had thrown up on my orthodontist. We go to the doctor and they're like, "Is there any chance you could be pregnant?" I didn't understand it at the time and I was like I don't know is there and my dad is like having an aneurysm that's the first question they asked me because I was 12 years old and I look exactly like I do right now at 35 you know 5'10 and fully developed and I had no idea what was going on and my dad's like I feel confident she's not but like this is a very weird situation yeah. And literally since then I've been asked at every doctor's appointment if I was pregnant I had a piece of metal get uh, caught in my eye while I was grinding. Ugh. I was wearing safety glasses. My husband's I'd, had that happen literally enough. ten times. And I got home from work that day, and my eyes was irritating. It was swelling shut. And uh, at the time, I was still living with my father. And uh, he's like, dude, your eye looks jacked up. You think maybe we should go somewhere? And I was, yeah, I kind of looked. If we were to go to tr- get this checked out, I was like, I've called Columbus. I called uh, Druid City, Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. Tupelo. We'll have to go to Birmingham, to yeah. U- to UAB. And you're like, is this worth it? Yeah, I was like, I don't. And plus, I was like, at that time, well, still to this day, my uh, my dad legally can't drive, so I was gonna have to drive yourself. Drive myself. I mean, he's like, I'll, I'll go with you. And I was like, yeah, I know you'll go with me, but I was like, it's the point of. I, I have this one eye. Yeah, I have this one eye. And I, I gotta, I gotta get on one of the busiest roads in Alabama to, <laughs> to the busiest. Thanks, Dad. Thank you to, for your to the, moral support. To the busiest part of Birmingham yes. and, and go to their eye care clinic. Uh, in the chance that something's bad enough to do something with it, otherwise we've just paid the deductible for no reason. 
so uh, it, it was a workman's comp thing. So luckily, I didn't have to, you know, bare minimum on pavement. But uh, I go to bed early. I was like, it's gonna be fine. I'll sleep it off. And dude, it's like nine nine thirty. I wake up, and my eyes just like it's already swollen. Uh-uh. It's getting real puffy and all uh-uh. that. And I go pull it open and look, no. and I'm like. Uh, we gotta go. No, there's literally nothing more distressing to me than teeth or eyes. Like I can't fathom uh, anything a, worse. A earache and a toothache is absolutely. But like worse. I feel like a ears, I can understand. Like that's something inside my body. That's not something I can see. Like I get that something got in there and infected. Teeth. I literally have to be sedated every time I go to the dentist, even for a cleaning. They have to gas me, and they have to use oh, a water pick wow. because I can feel it in my skeleton when you even like scratch my tooth. Like I hate it. Are they the, sensitive too? Like oh my like god, ice cream to the, and crap like that? to the point of like physically. Like you're kind of cringing just thinking. Di- about it. The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I'm totally cringing. Like, I cannot physically handle it. And so eyeballs, thank God. I think God knew that, like, we have to give her something. So he gave me, like, 2015 vision because I'm not going to touch my eyeball. I'm not going to have LASIK surgery. I will literally go blind before I deal with any type of eye anything because it's squishy and disgusting and I can see it. And I don't like anything that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, like, I could never have that, like, Nexplanon birth control where you can, like, insert it into your arm uh. and you can, like, see it and feel it. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I need to know that something's uh. far embedded in me and it's never, like, I actually, I, I, I'm lying because an IUD, I feel like, would go into my heart and I would absorb it and I would die also. I don't like anything that's not the way it's supposed to be. I like pills. I like liquids. They absorb into me and that's it. But anything else, don't don't mess with me. Don't like don't like I could never have a crown. I could never like. I'm, I'm real like holistic when it comes to medicine. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I, I will not. T- I don't take Tylenol for pain. If I have a headache, I will that now. If I have a headache, I'll take uh, 
I'll take a nap or get a bite to eat. If that don't Bless work, heart, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Kind of I'll go sit. I'll go sit in the dark room until it got mm-hmm. good. I, dude, I don't. I'll like, take all the pills. Holistic all the way. Like if it can if it can be done with plants, if it can, any any other route than a pill. It's like I just, especially like over this thing that we learned over the past few years. I don't trust big pharma. I don't trust any of that crap. I don't trust them, but at the same time. I love the way I feel after I have a surgery and I've taken... Okay, yeah, coming off morphine, but like, and I was prescribed... Dilaudid prescribed is the some, best version of myself. Yeah, prescribed painkillers right when I got home. Didn't even get them filled. And uh, my mom, like after ACL surgery, was like helping me, like just around the house, because I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. For, I had that... That whole cage, yeah, that whole cage around my leg, and like I couldn't really get around, and like so she was helping me like with meals and stuff. But um, she went and filled that prescription, and she's like, "Here, you need to take this. You're in pain." And I was like, "Okay." I got up, went to the bathroom, and I just poured them all down the toilet. I've basically (laughs) been this version of myself since I was little because I've been always very self-sufficient and very. I don't know. Like, I I knew from an early age I had to do it myself. And so, my mother told my husband very early on, the best version of Lauren you'll ever get, the softest version of Lauren you'll ever get, is right after she comes out of surgery. You will never get a softer version of Lauren. You will never get a kinder version of Lauren who lets you love her than right after she's out of surgery because... There's no other version of Lauren that's going to let you love her. And he, so anytime I have surgery and I'm on Dilaudid, my husband is giddy as a schoolgirl oh, because yeah. I will let him touch me. I will let him hug me. I will let him take care of me. And there's no other version of me that lets that happen because I'm just not programmed that yeah, way. Yeah, dude, like when it comes to uh, love languages. Oh, yeah. Personal touch. Dead, not me dead last on the list me too but it never fails you marry somebody or you're with somebody who that's their top and they, of the and they, list and they can't keep yeah they can't keep their hands off god and, uh, and i'm like i'm just trying to cook supper i can't have you yeah i cannot wear you like adora the explorer backpack while i make us dinner just because you need to feel something like i don't have any tolerance for it the only person i've any tolerance for being on me is the person who literally came out of me and that's rivers and past that i'm like i i can't i can't physically handle anyone else and right above touch for me is gifts like if your love language is gifts i will be very thoughtful and get you a gift but when like i took my birthday and like all that stuff off social media like I don't care if you know when See, my I day is or gifts, not. But it could be literally a flower that you picked in a yard, and that will mean the most to me. Whereas words of affirmation mean nothing to me because your words mean nothing to me. I don't care if you say yeah. you love me. I'm quality time. I don't believe Qual- you. Quality time is my jam. That's Acts it. of service and gifts are the highest for me yeah. because... Acts of service is yeah. too. Take out my trash. Do my dishes. Yeah. Make my life easier and I believe that you love me. Say you love me. I don't care. Yeah, prove it, dude. Say I'm pretty. Who cares? Everyone has always said I'm pretty. That doesn't mean anything to me because I don't believe them and I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But do something for me that makes my life easier. Get me a walk. I'm not, I'm not even talking about anything big. Like, I'm not a gold digger. I'm not somebody that expects, like, a Cartier bracelet. 
literally get me something from the store, like a gas station that you thought I would like, like a drink or a candy bar, do the dishes, and I'm like, I mean something to them. That's it. That's it. Right on. Like, people think that acts of service or gifts mean these huge things and, oh, she's a gold digger, blah, blah, blah. No, it literally means that you thought about me enough to sacrifice a little tiny bit of yourself. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why this podcast works so well with me. It's like, yeah, I get to maybe meet a creative that I do admire their work and I get to talk to them about it. But, like, when it's a friend episode like mm-hmm. this, it's like... This is just easy for me. It's like I'm doing what I really enjoy doing right. with people I enjoy doing it with. And I was like, dude, it just doesn't get much better than this. We literally vibed from the jump, though. And what's funny about me and you is... Speaking we- of which, I want to shout out Lee Carl and his podcast, County Line. I don't know if you listen to I it. have, and I've followed him, and I love him. So I, I'm I'm all but about he, Lee Carl. He, he, uh, I gave you and Ashley a shout out. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and we're releasing the 1st of July, everybody, Midwife. Midwife I was going to ask about that. But, yes. Uh, We've recorded. He, we just uh, haven't released. He had listened to uh, the episodes that you and I had done, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, I th- she's going to be great at it. He's, she will not have any issue there. She has the gift of gab. And I was like, dude, from the first time I sat on the porch and we did an episode, I was like, uh, I hope the people of the show that listen enjoy her because she's probably going to be a mainstay. You're like the sweetest, honestly, and you've given me any confidence that I have to do this because I've sat on our episode that me and Ashley did for two weeks only because I hate the way that I look and I hate the way that I sound and I have the literal least self-confidence, but she wants to wait until July to launch so that me and her can have a few in the cannon to go. That's a good idea. And she has been... uh, She's about to get promoted at her job. She has a lot more important job than I do. She works in public health. And so she is working towards that goal. And so we're getting there kind of slowly but surely. And everyone has always had more confidence than me than I have in myself. But I can do this that belongs to you a whole lot easier than (laughs) I can do something that belongs to me. Because there's no threat to me. Whereas if I own it and it's mine and you don't like it, like that will directly kind of kill me. Because the only thing that I do take pride in is my sense of humor and my charm. Like if you don't like my design work, I don't care. Like I take no like hubris in that whatsoever the Mm. only things i care about are my humor my relationships with my family and friends and my parenting anything else i don't care what you think about me who cares but to give you such a big piece of myself when it comes to who i am as a person and like hosting something where I'm giving you my humor like or my poetry which me and you have discussed is like the soundtrack of my suicide like it's just so personal Mm -hmm. and so like everyone thinks I'm this confident person I have the literal least confidence I just am loud that's it I mean that's the difference in like porch talk and going on other people's shows yeah is you don't have any ownership of it that's right yeah it's it's so easy for me to go on the county line or 
to go on Man Up. Even though, like, I, I, I do... You take pride in it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm putting the content together. But you don't and, have the, the stake in it. Right. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's it's, that's his brand. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, even even in live chat, and I, shout out to the live chat, and they're getting livelier. Yeah. It's like, if they're not roasting Tyler, typically they're roasting me, and I'm, I'm here for it. I stick up for you every time. You do. You do. You and Stringburn. Yeah, me and Stringburn are the best, and I wish I knew Stringburn. I do, too. Because me and him vibe, and we shout out... We, we shut down all the haters. I'm like, look, first of all, you're not going to talk any type of way about Alan or I'm going to hit you with my car because apparently that's what I do is threaten to hit people with my car. But the second person you're not going to talk about is Tyler or Wesley. I mean, Jake can take it. Whatever. But you're not going to talk about Alan on my watch. You're not going <laughs> to talk about Tyler on my watch. And those two, I feel like the haters on there are literally the same account in different because they never say anything at the same time. I think it's a troll who has multiple accounts. I think so, too. And, like, Tyler correctly called one of them out. Yeah. he Because he gets salty. Yeah. Which I love. Because, I mean, do it. Say it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I guess he looked into it. And then, like, Mo pulled it up live while we were looking. And it turned, that is a troll account. And, like, 100%. He, he, he was absolutely right. 100%. And it was funny last week. Tyler wasn't even there. And he got roasted. See, and that's a troll. Yeah. That's a troll. Yeah. Because I mean, like, what what are you even talking about right now? Yeah, he's literally like, dude, he's not here. To, he's, just, not here to, he's not here to defend himself. But like y'all say every time, and like I've told Jake, and like I've told Tyler and Mo, keep hating because you know what it does. It boosts our comments. It boosts yep. us in the you know. Keep going because literally on YouTube, any comment is a good comment because it boosts us. Of, uh, I guess we've probably almost given up on like making money on youtube i think jake said that facebook recently uh paid out 200 bucks awesome yeah and i've, I, I've and stayed I, on mo about patreon it, by the way because i would subscribe to patreon jake actually started uh talking about that on the uh sunday this past I've sunday been episode. on mo and he said that i said look the guys that i follow on patreon there's these two British guys, and their podcast, excuse my language, is called Shits and Giggles. Yeah. They are my favorite podcast. They're literally me and Ashley in black British men. They have a Patreon in their first level when they were just starting out, and they wanted to quit their jobs. By the way, now they have 70,000 Patreon subscribers. Their first level was $3 a month. And it just said eternal gratitude. They gave nothing but eternal gratitude. Because that's literally, if you're a fan, Mm -hmm. all you need. Because you're literally just supporting someone's dream. If I'm paying $15, $20 a month, yeah, I might need some little additional content. I'm I'm good about that, too. I've I've got the Patreon set up. Like, I don't have any patrons, but, like... If I'd known that, I would have subscribed to you already. I didn't know that. But, like, and that's my thing, is, like... Three dollars a month, I can do for my friends, especially. Sure, sure. And I'm that way. Like uh, I'm in, I'm in different art clubs for artists, and like because he has that art club, he was able to full time be an artist, and that's how he provides for his family. Exactly. And his wife doesn't have to work, and exactly. their, and their kids don't want for nothing, and he gets to spend his days doing what he loves to do. Exactly. And it's like, and then other people like other podcasts like I, a comedian podcast uh, that I love of uh, I'm a patron of them and I think all three of them have been able to quit their jobs like it would break you know? my heart for certain people to have to slog it out 
just to do the thing that they're best at. Like so, Joe my, McGowan. Yeah. If I felt like he had to go and be miserable every day to provide, and he has a beautiful, gorgeous setup. Like shout out, Joe. Bless him for the the space that he provides. His house is beautiful. His studios, everything he does is so selfless that if I felt like he was literally going and slogging it out every and I have no idea what he does every day so he might well, he and that would break, just, I was going to say that would break my heart he just retired from MSU he was, but he was he a was, professor and he loved it right well the entomologist and so illustrator lo- but he loves bugs so yeah. that's like his thing yeah but if I felt like he was literally going to work at like a paper factory every day yeah it would, would crush my yeah. soul because what he does for other people is so beautiful that I'm so glad that he and I are, are friends he He's, like, him it, and his it, wife are just amazing. Every every time like something is going on there, he's he always gives me a heads up. I'm invited, and like Joe is this kind of guy. Like it could be a Thursday night, and on Monday he calls me. He said, and I've learned to always take him up on this. Yeah. Thursday, if you can after work, come by. What that means? Something's gonna be cool. Yeah, well, no, there's somebody cool that he yeah. wants me to meet, and he's exactly. tr- he's trying to connect us. Yes, exactly. He's that kind of guy. He's a guy that kind of, he, he brings people together. There's never been a more gracious stranger to my daughter, who is literally a feral cat, than Joe McGowan and his wife. She came to their place, because we came to see Julia, mm-hmm. who was on your podcast. We came to see her, because Julia and I went to school together, They let her feed the fish umpteen scoops of fish food, which they didn't have to do. They let her in all the spaces of the places that they owned. Their house, their uh, the studio they were building, their artist quarters. They were so gracious to her every time that we came and loved on her and gave her snack. Like, they're just... Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, no matter how they treated me, the way that they treated her... I hate living here with these people that flare up their engines. Anyway, the way that they treated her will forever hold a soft spot in my heart, and I can't wait till they get back from their tour of Europe. Yeah, dude, I've been been loving seeing the pics. I said, how are y'all going to go to Europe right after I find y'all and find out about what y'all are doing and be gone for umpteen weeks and I can't come back out here to your property? So they they have another artist coming out in... uh, in July. And I've recommended an artist for them, and I think they're going to take me up on it, hopefully, please, because he would be perfect. Oh, the guy you are telling me about. Yes, Taylor. Yeah. Taylor Shaw, my good buddy. He does murals. He makes hot sauce. He's the best. Shout out to you, my friend. We also went to school together. Who did you not go to school with? And just no one. No one. Between Brandon and Mississippi State, I went to school with everyone. Every time Alan meets someone or posts them on his social media, I'm like, oh, I went to school with them. And I send him a picture from like 17 years ago, and he's baffled by it. Yeah, I was like, oh, Lauren just knows everybody. It's wild. Uh, when, I, when I pulled up, I was on the phone with a, a friend of mine, and uh, he does a studio here in town called The Arena. Shout out, Braden, if you're out there. But uh, he, he told me uh, that he's going to try to go to college. And uh, the, thing, the thing about Braden, he's been out of school for a while, but um, school, structure, schedule. Is the worst. Not his thing. Me either. He's like, I could literally call him at four in the morning and he's like, well, Braden, what are you doing? I'm on the rooftop. 
Yeah. What? What? I'm in a tree. <laughs> like, what, Braden? What? And, and granted, he's early. He's like, I think he's twenty. You called me last night. I'm like, I'm writing poetry, but my phone's on silent because I put my kid to bed. And you're like, well, that's yeah, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> It's <laughs> really what else would I be doing? Yeah, I just I yeah. have nothing else to do. But he, and he's he's got the right outlook. And there was one thing that I that I was telling him before I got off the phone. He said uh, I'm going down to Delta uh, State, and I'm going to take a couple classes. And he's I'm not really concerned about the classes. He said I just want to make those connections. And I was like, Bubba, that's literally all college is. You're not. Granted, like, if you stay and get that piece of paper, that does make it easier to get a job, but Mm -hmm. then it comes with a whole lot of debt that you may or may not ever pay off. Mm -hmm. But the main thing that you're doing is, when I look back on my college experience, uh, Shelton State, but specifically University of Mobile, a lot of those people that I was sitting in the classroom or in choir with or doing these grand productions with, they are world. They are doing world changing things now, mm-hmm. and and I can still call and connect with those people. And then it's kind of like that effect. Like sometimes it'll happen on social media to where like, you know, I, I was traveling and I happened to be in their area, so I hit them up. Right. And then another friend of mine on social media is like, "Oh, how y'all? How do y'all know each other? I've known them all my life." And I was like, "We went to school together." Right. Uh, we were in a we were in a college band together. You know, some you know some right. kind of weird connection. You know. The only thing I really regret financially doing in college was rushing, and it's not because I paid for it, it's because my dad paid for it, and I realized pretty quickly that I don't have the personality where I have to pay for friends, I can make them quickly on my own, and I don't like rules, so you telling me that I can't do X, Y, or Z while I'm doing X, Y, or Z doesn't work for me. Yeah. And so, do I have relationships with those people I rushed with? Yeah. And did I get in a sorority that was a good sorority? Yeah. But did I stay in it more than a year? Absolutely not, because that's not my personality. Um, it was fun for the experience yeah, and the ego a, boost, but other than that, no, no. And they, uh, I think they thought they would hurt my feelings by saying, when my mom challenged it and was like, we're not paying the $3,000 that we owe because y'all wouldn't let her drop. They were like, well, she can't ever publicly identify with us. And I was like, who gives a crap? I was like, oh no. Oh Oh, no. You mean I can't put this on my resume? Oh my God. I can't put the stupid sticker on my back glass. You mean mean I can't say that I was a dirty Delta? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, What do you mean? Shut up. Leave me alone. I don't care. That's not me. But, you know. A lot of people do like identify with that oh god some people like that's their whole college identity and for me it just wasn't I, as we've talked about in previous episodes me and you float between so many crews that yeah i could be the perfect sorority girl for about six months and then be a stoner the next six months and then be yeah something completely different in the next six months because i never know who i'm gonna be from day to day oh chameleon still to this day let it's alone like, and like just yeah like if someone was and I've done this in the past I've had two interns like Mm -hmm. um, the local the W here reached out uh, journalism department Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm thankful for that like uh, the college thinks I do a good job you know yeah and so they was like, we were wondering if like we could have some of our students shadow you. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I've That'd got cool. a, I've got a real cool interview coming up, and uh, if they want to meet me there, or if they want to if they want to ride with me, uh, 
of they're shadowing they're not going to be on the show mm-hmm. of but like after it's over if they want to do a mock interview with the yeah. guest i'm open with that and like i remember the second one that i had and like she followed me around for i think two or three weeks and I, i'm not sure what happened to her uh to be honest with you uh i don't know if i scared her off and like uh i don't know what happened but like her her comment was like you are such a chameleon with people it's like you're you're talking to monday we went out and we're talking to someone about the arts tuesday you're talking to someone in the mma community thursday you're just talking to a friend on their porch about just things going on in the culture and then saturday like you play a show you you split a show with someone you played they played and then in the green room we sat back there and we talked about the experience and i was like welcome to my life yeah exactly (laughs) like how do you think it feels to be me to just bounce from thing to thing and i mean while it's entertaining it's also draining yeah because you give so much of yourself and And that's what's crazy it's like when i try to pin down and it depends on what day of the week it is like introvert extrovert Mm -hmm. and then they come up with an introverted extrovert and vice versa and all that it's like i don't i don't know like i have no idea i I don't know either because some days it's like yeah i want to be i want to be out at the garden and i want to be the life of the party and then other days i don't want to get out of the bed right yeah i think it's because we me and you are just like i mean that's back to like mental health and everything but I think we feed on certain people and we're drained by certain people and if you're not feeding me it's very hard to keep that up but if you're draining me I have to recluse myself to Mm -hmm. recharge to where I can be everything I need to be for everyone who does need me and then go in front of the people who do feed me. Yeah. And that's a hard balance because people expect you to be a certain way. And I call it, I've heard it called, and it's not, I'm not going to take credit for it, revertigo. So when I go home, I'm a certain version of myself for the people I grew up with because that is what they expect. That is what they know. Yeah. That is who I am because they don't know how to experience the version of myself that I am now that makes sense to them. And when I'm here, I'm a different version of myself because that's what makes sense to the people I know now. I've lived in so many different towns and yeah. places now that like... There's so I, many I, versions of yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and that is one thing that I do encourage people to do. If you have an opportunity or just... Maybe you're still in your hometown and, you know. Get out. That's a, yeah. I, I Even do, for a minute, get out. I do recommend that. Yeah. And, like, the whole point of it is uh, go to a place you've never been and you don't know anybody. And if you don't have the, the gunction about you, maybe you got a friend that wants to start over, too. And, like, you can totally reinvent yourself. Absolutely. And you, you, can, and you can be whoever you say you are. Yeah, because no one knows the difference. And so if you want to be this version of yourself for this amount of time, be that. And then go home and be that version of yourself again if you want to. Or be this new version of yourself you've created. Like, do whatever makes you feel whole for the time that you need it to be. 
and also just talking about shows is like uh you know people because and that's the main thing about like patreon and like I, and back to that just for a second is i do have people who support me like uh you know once a month they'll send in an amount mm-hmm. not through patreon just maybe venmo or paypal or mm-hmm. through through some of the different ways that people can support and everything that i have is it's free Mm-hmm. And like the reason I don't think Patreon will work, and I'm eventually gonna make it work, is one day I'm gonna have a porch talk studio. Right. And we'll have all the cameras and all the kit caboodles. One day. And but I'm not in any rush, and I, I really enjoy like the way that I'm doing things I'm now. I'm not gonna tell you again to get an RV and go all That's over it. the place. That's the move. And have your yeah exactly a moving a, mo- a, mo- a moving. S- Studio. Moving studio that yeah. you live in yeah, that you're yeah. not tied down that's to. It. It's perfect for you. Perfect. But I, but it is people who support and that that money it, uh, with the records that I made, uh, and I'm close to finally having that credit card that I put that on paid mm-hmm. off, and that's going to free me up more. And so every time you purchase a porch talk vinyl or this book idea I'm working on, and I hope people will be interested in that and want to support me in that. Everything that your investment in porch talk, it goes it goes back into it right i'm I'm not using it for like beer money or going out to eat and i really dug that georgia song that you put on the west episode it was like (laughs) that's off the record it was so good i really dug it like you. you were really deep in it like it wasn't a sound that i expected from you and you had that other guy that i told you that sounded like uh bob dylan his song was on the first half of the episode will stewart yes he was on the first half of the episode and then you did georgia at the end of the episode and i was like this is really good like thank you yeah i really liked it a lot of people sleep on that i don't sleep on that but i like moody songs yeah like i'm not that's a what happy, i write yeah i'm not a happy song kind of person so yeah i got like, i got one that i'm, I'm about to release uh, I, I sent like the uh the phone recorded version of it to friends of friends of mine who have supported my music for years and it's called away i go mm-hmm. and uh like every person i sent it to called me immediately it's like are you okay you better send it to me then because you know <laughs> i already told you that my my poetry is like are you gonna kill yourself like tonight so like <laughs> yeah. i need to hear it because... yeah so i, I want to get a better version of that record but I'll, i will try to dig it up and i'll i'll send it to you because uh, i would tonight. love that like I, yeah. I i'll identify with that for sure because if people read the stuff that i write they would be like well that's not you and i'm like but it is Mm -hmm. you just don't know that that's me because i live every day masking to a such a degree that you would never know that something's actually wrong with me so but like just like the the difference of like of people in mobile a lot of them found like the man up tiktok and Mm -hmm. like some of those and they was like my god i don't remember you like being this way and i was like one it's a bit mm-hmm. and two like that's what that's for right this is a character yeah and i was like listen to porch talk if you want like the the real me yeah absolutely like it's two different experiences like if i went on man up i would be much more confrontational than i am in real life because i feel like that's the bit that people expect me to play and it would be the one that challenged the quote unquote man up yeah experience because i feel like some- i'm i'm the i'm the crazy guy right and i feel like sometimes it's like well women this and women that and i'm like 
you really have no idea what women want. Y'all are, you know, y'all are saying that women have a fairy tale, but y'all have just as big of a fairy tale as y'all think we do. So, you know, totally come at me. I usually don't jump. I, I usually don't jump in on. No, that. you don't jump in <laughs> on that. It's usually like a Jake and a Tyler thing. And I'm like, well, y'all live in this fantasy world where you think that the women that you're with want X, Y, Z, and that y'all don't want a certain version of them. But you know keep dreaming we're not the only one that look for prince charming y'all are looking for a princess at the same time that doesn't exist very true so but you also want your woman to go to work contribute bring home a paycheck raise your kids not complain that you're gone all the time and then be so excited to see you when you get home and (laughs) think that you're the most perfect man that's ever existed and can't wait to jump into bed with you but yet we're unrealistic keep talking about it keep telling me how i'm unrealistic because i want quote unquote prince charming no i don't i want my bills to get paid i want my needs to get met and i want somebody to provide for my kids and not lie to me that's it that's literally it I don't need you to, you know, financially keep me. Would it be great if I didn't have to work? Sure. But am I living under some delusion where I need you to be a millionaire, have a rock hard body and, you know, make me some sort of kept princess? No. So the fact that I hear certain things like that, I would really lean into the character of challenging that. Yeah even though I'm not that confrontational in real life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's all a bit. Yeah. And it, like, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, uh, yeah. me and Wes were talking, we're going to get silly straws. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah so, but I, I mean, I feel like I could, uh, lean into that cause and get y'all some silly straws. I don't know if you would appreciate the silly straws that I bought you based on your conversation, but I would be happy to provide those silly straws. I know the kind you're going to get. You don't know what I'm going to get. You just think you know the kind I'm going to get. I feel like I would get Wesley something a lot more provocative than I would get you, only because he's just so much more reserved. Like, in appearance. And, like, first impression. Yeah. Very cool. Very something silly. Yeah. I think he needs it. Yes. I agree. Uh, le- leaning into Elon and Zuck created a whole episode. I'm gonna put uh, a T right there. Are you good okay, to? Are you I'm good. good? Yeah. Round two. Sure. Yeah. Let's go.
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.